Hey, can you tell me your name? Sam. How old are you? Five. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he created us. today. Yeah, I've been waiting my whole life to go to the bubble carnival, which is this Saturday. And now mom says we can't go. Guess River and Brooke got the stomach bug. I didn't even know bugs could get into our stomachs. Well, it's probably not an actual bug, but I'm so sorry your plans had to be canceled, Finn. It sounds like you'd been looking forward to it for a long time. That's going to be a bubble show and bubble games and even bubbles you can eat. The Israelites were getting ready for a big celebration in our story today, too. Oh, because the temple was finished? That's right. King Solomon told all the elders or leaders in Israel to come to Jerusalem. The Ark of the Covenant was in Zion, the city of David, and they were supposed to bring it to the new temple in Jerusalem during the Feast of Booths. So the elders arrived, and the priests picked up the ark and carried it. They brought up the ark of the Lord, and also the pieces of the tabernacle, and all the things that had been inside. The priests and Levites carried everything up. The entire community of Israel had gathered around King Solomon. All of them were in front of the ark. They sacrificed huge numbers of sheep and cattle. There were so many animals that they couldn't even be counted. The priests brought the Ark of the Lord's Covenant Law to its place in the most holy room of the temple. They put it under the wings of the cherubim. There wasn't anything in the Ark except the two stone tablets Moses had put there. The Ten Commandments? That's right. When God had made a covenant with the people after they came out of Egypt. When the priests left the holy room, the cloud of the Lord's presence filled the temple of the Lord, and the priests couldn't do their work because of it. So God's cloud was on the mountain with Moses, then the tabernacle, and now it's in the temple. Yeah, the glory of the Lord filled his temple. Then Solomon said, Lord, You have said you would live in a dark cloud. As you can see, I've built a beautiful temple for you. You can live in it forever. The whole community of Israel was standing there. The king turned around and gave them his blessing. Then he said, I praise the Lord. He is the God of Israel. With his own mouth, he made a promise to my father David. With his own powerful hand, he made it come true. Now, 
I'm not going to read all the words of Solomon's prayer, but you can read his exact words in 1 Kings chapter 8. Sometimes it's hard for me to keep listening when Pastor Sharp prays a really long prayer at a coral reef church. I can get distracted when others are praying too, Finn. But sometimes I like to repeat what the person is praying in my mind, as if I'm saying those words to God myself. Or I nod my head or whisper yes as they pray things that are true. Solomon reminded the people how God brought the Israelites out of Egypt, and that now he's chosen a city where his name would live in a temple. Then Solomon stood in front of the Lord's altar, in front of the whole community of Israel, and spread out his hands toward heaven, saying, Lord, you are the God of Israel. There is no God like you in heaven above or on earth below. He said, the heavens can't even hold God, so the temple certainly couldn't hold him. But God had said he would put his name there. He asked God to listen to his cry for help. And when the people of Israel prayed toward the temple, if someone did something wrong to their neighbor, he asked God to judge and punish the guilty one. If Israel lost a battle against their enemies because they sinned against God, but then they turned back and praised him and asked for help, he asked God to listen to them, forgive them, and bring them back to their own land. Or, If the people sinned and there wasn't any rain, so their crops died, but then they prayed and told God they sinned and turned to him again, he asked God to listen and forgive, teach them the right way to live, and send rain again. Wow, I never knew sin keeps crops from growing. God uses all kinds of things to help people see their sin and need for him though hard things that happen aren't always because the person sinned. It's because of the curse that came to the world when I and Eve sinned, right? Right. And we also know that God is in complete control over everything and working it all together for His glory and the good of His children. Solomon told God that if there isn't enough food in the land and a plague comes, like grasshoppers that eat the crops, or an enemy surrounds one of their cities to attack it, or trouble or sickness comes, and one of the people prays to God asking for help, he asks God to forgive them and act, because God knows their hearts. Then people will have respect for him. He prayed, saying, Suppose there are outsiders who don't belong to your people, Israel, and they have come from a land far away. They've come because they've heard about your name. When they get here, they will find out even more about your great name. They'll hear about how you reached out your mighty hand and powerful arm. So they'll come and pray toward this temple. Then listen to them from heaven. It's the place where you live. Do what those outsiders ask you to do. Then all the nations on earth will know you. They will have respect for you. They'll respect you just as your own people Israel do. That's like that promise to Abraham, that all nations would be blessed. People like us. Yes, 
God has always wanted the people he made to know him, no matter what nation or ocean they came from. Israel was supposed to be like a kingdom of priests, pointing the nations to God. But they did a pretty horrible job. But then Jesus came as our great high priest and sacrificed himself so that those who believe are made right with God forever. We get to become part of the holy nation and kingdom of priests from all over the world. When we pray for others, we can pray that they would know and receive Jesus as their great high priest and then look to God each time they sin. Now we can pray that others believe what is true about who God is and what He's done as they try to obey His commands. But let's get back to Solomon's prayer, because he didn't know all that yet. He prayed for the times Israel went to war against their enemies, that as they prayed for God's help, He would listen and stand up for them. But when they sinned and got taken as prisoners by their enemies to lands far away— But then they changed their ways and turned away from their sins, saying, We've sinned and done what is wrong and evil, and turned back to God with all their heart and soul. Then Solomon asked God to listen and stand up for them and forgive them for all the wrongs they've done. He prayed, And make those who won the battle over them show mercy to them. After all, they are your people. They belong to you. You brought them out of Egypt. He asked God to pay attention to them each time they cried out to him, because God chose them out of all the nations of the world and made them his own people when he brought them out of Egypt. But God does hear us when we cry out to him. Why someone has to ask for that? Well, we can understand even better that God hears us. Because God came to earth as a man and now talks to the Father for us like a priest and sends his Holy Spirit to live in us and help us as we talk to the Father. Sometimes when I'm feeling discouraged, I pray things like the guys did in the Psalms. God, it feels like you're not listening. I feel that way sometimes too. When we tell God how we're feeling and ask for his help, He can bring our hearts back to what is true, even if we still feel sad. Solomon ended his prayer saying, You are our Lord and King. When he finished praying, he got up and spoke to the people. He had been on his knees with his hands spread toward heaven. He told them, God has kept his promises and has given peace and rest to his people Israel. Every single word of those promises has come true. May the Lord our God be with us, just as he was with our people who lived long ago. May he never leave us. May he never desert us. May he turn our hearts to him. Then we will live the way he wants us to. We'll obey the commands, rules, and directions he gave our people of long ago. May he stand up for me. May he also stand up for his people Israel. May he give us what we need every day. Then all the nations on earth will know that the Lord is God. They'll know that there isn't any other God. And may you commit your lives completely to the Lord our God. May you live by his rules. May you obey his commands. 
May you always do as you are doing now. Then the king and the whole community of Israel offered sacrifices to the Lord. Solomon sacrificed friendship offerings to the Lord. He sacrificed 22,000 oxen. He also sacrificed 120,000 sheep and goats. How did he fit all those sacrifices on the altar? Well, he didn't. They took an area in the courtyard in front of the temple and offered all the burnt and grain offerings, and the huge crowd celebrated the Feast of Booths, which was remembering how God brought them through the wilderness when he rescued them from Egypt. They celebrated and feasted seven days, and then another seven after that. I can imagine going to a two-week-long birthday party. Me either. When the people left to go home... They asked the Lord to bless the king. The people were glad and their hearts were full of joy because the Lord had done so many good things. Because God has, had kept his promise from way back when Moses was alive. That's right, Finn. After Solomon finished building the Lord's temple and the royal palace, accomplishing everything he had planned to do, the Lord appeared to him a second time. The Lord said to him, I have heard you pray to me. I have heard you ask me to help you. He told Solomon that his name would be at the temple and his eyes and heart, but that Solomon needed to walk faithfully with him, just as his father David did. He needed to be honest and obey God's rules and laws. If he or his children turned away from God, worshiping other gods, the people of Israel would be removed from their land and God would turn his back on the temple. The temple would be destroyed down to a pile of stones and the people who walked by would ask why God did that to his nation and temple. And people would answer that it was because they deserted the Lord their God who had brought them out of Egypt and worshipped other gods. Imagine all that working gold being bulldozed to the ground. That's how much God cared about people worshiping only Him and only turning to Him for help. We do that when we remember who God is and what kind of a promise-keeping God He is. In Solomon's prayer, we saw that not even the highest heavens can hold God, that He knows each person's heart that he is faithful in everything he says and does, merciful when enemies come against us, that he is good and just, and that he is our helper who is compassionate and forgiving. And that we're supposed to obey him. Right. He's shown us the way life works best in his word. But fearing God also means that as we let him rule our lives, we worship him rely on, trust, and hope in Him. So that seems silly for us to trust in anything else. Hmm, so I guess it's okay to be disappointed about not getting to go to the Bible Festival. Talking about all these amazing things about God actually does make me feel a little better. But I can ask God to help me trust Him and even pray for Brooke because she really wanted to go to the festival too. Even though I don't get to go to a party, like all those Israelites did with Solomon, I'd much rather know about Jesus rescuing me, and that he always listens to me when I pray. 
I think it's much better to be a fish that knows Jesus than an Israelite. God has given you some great thoughts, Finn. I want to use some of Solomon's prayer to pray for our boys and girls today. Cool! Father God, would you give us what we need every day? Then all the nations on earth will know that there isn't any other God. And would you help the boys and girls listening to commit their lives completely to the Lord our God? Amen. See you next time, boys and girls. Till then, penguin.